So this was our second episode and we touched on self-care, mm-hmm. uh, which was the most important care, in my opinion. It still is. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we recorded a while ago. It's something that I definitely still um, uphold in my life. And I hope y'all can get a little bit more um, insight into my life as we go through my dating and... <laughs> my ideals so yeah it's it was very fun kind of asking taylor all these different questions about uh her perfect date and uh what that would look like her perfect man yeah um so hopefully hopefully you guys enjoy it yeah tune in stay for a while get cozy yeah Hey y'all, this is Amber Cherie. And this is Taylor Bree. And this is the Inner Circle. Well, welcome y'all. Hey y'all. So last week, uh, I was on the struggle bus. I uh, did not have my mouth on the microphone. Well, no, your microphone wasn't working. So it's not a you problem. (laughs) It's a technology problem for sure. So hopefully you guys can hear me a little bit better this week, but we'll... We will test it out. The microphone, the technology, and everything is is all near me, so we should be good. So, how was your week, Taylor? My week has been pretty good. Um, it's kind of hard when you sit back and like ask me how my week is to think about from Monday to Monday, like all the stuff that happened. Um, but yeah, I guess this weekend was one of my friend's birthdays, and I kind of. Um, I'm new to Indianapolis, so it's nice to be able to have a friend, and I'm learning so much about her, and we actually have multiple points of connection, um, which was kind of interesting, and I guess last week, I just was not feeling well, so I didn't even feel like myself, so that may be contributing to my, like, mental haze right now um, about, like, what happened last week, but I don't have COVID, so that's the good news, (laughs) but I definitely was not feeling good at all, so, yeah, how about you, what, how was your week? So, this week, um, I did my duty of voting, Mm -hmm. so I, uh, I did that this week, and I know last week we had conversations about self-care, and I told y'all I was going to do better, with making sure that I participated in the self-care challenges that Taylor gives every single week. And so the last one was invest in yourself. So I did a lot of investing, probably from Nick's standpoint, maybe a little bit too much investing in myself, but um, it was pretty good. I went and did, you know, a little spa day, got to hang out with my little sister and um, had a date night with my husband and so um, and I didn't have to work too much this weekend so I would say this week was was pretty good it was pretty solid this girl will really work on the weekends and I'd be the person who sees an email and be like I'm not responding to this (laughs) until I'm on the clock but that's just when you're in your passion versus in it for the money but we'll talk about that later um (laughs) so and I find 
I find it too. Uh, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, so it doesn't yeah. matter if it's passion or not. Like, you know, at first when I first started my career, I was very passionate about accounting. And then there was a point in time where I was just like, why am I doing this? What am I doing with my life? And I think at some point you just kind of make that full circle. So I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm just trying to keep up. I just feel like the difference between me and you is like I'm an achiever and you're an overachiever like you do (laughs) stuff that like is unnecessary but also like you it puts you ahead so good for you um I don't have the energy nor the time nor the patience to do that I I really am very protective over my me time um and I love self-care so that kind of brings us to the word of the week the word of the week is self-care. Actually, two words hyphenated. You can do it two separately, whatever. Um, but self-care, it looks different for everybody. So I really love words that don't really necessarily have a specific definition, but break it down, self, one's own self, um, the one being who you are, and care. So taking time to show affection to or taking time to just nurture something. Um, like, you know, you think of uh, child care, you know, you're putting your child into somebody else's nurturing. So self-care is when you take your nurturing into your own hands. So that can look a lot of different ways. For me, it's having Netflix binges, shopping sprees, and a lot of times just sleeping um, is self-care for me, or long baths. So that's kind of my self-care. Self-care can look different for somebody else. Um, (laughs) This person was just saying, um, I told him, like, I'm really big on self-care. He goes, uh, what's, what's the, the first, first step washing up? up? And I'm like, like okay. okay. I, <laughs> if that's your self-care and you need to start there, start there. Um, however, I really hope that you can get intentional with it. Um, another form of self-care that I was participating in um, was therapy. And from there, I have kind of went to more more meditation meditation and things of that so amber what's your favorite way to self-care um i would probably say my favorite way to self-care is to sleep and i would also say um, right now i'm really getting into exercising and fitness um, because i'm trying to get my pre-mommy body back so um i would say you know just doing something as basic as a walk um, so I would probably have to say that's my favorite self-care, but I love getting my nails and hair, my hair done, especially. So, yeah, that's actually really interesting. Cause you talked about fitness. Um, I'm kind of slapping myself, um, about the fact that fitness is like a big part of my identity. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even consider that as part of my self-care. However, it's kind of become like part of my self-identity because that's actually what I specialized in in my degree um, and um, more towards the performance and athletic side of it more than the fitness. However, um, fitness is so key. Like when I don't have fitness, I do not feel like myself. And I think that's why I define that as like 
identity for me, but then I also understand that that is nourishing your body and caring for it. And, you know, that's a really valid self-care. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I want to go back to the comment that you said, just washing just washing up. I would say when I first had my kid, my, my self-care <laughs> after, you know, um, having a C-section was as long as I got up to brush my teeth. I know that probably sounds crazy, but brush my teeth and take a shower, like that was really good for my mental health being a new mom with a newborn. So I think depending on what stages you are in your, li- in your life or your journey, um, it looks in multiple different ways. I totally agree with that. And like I said, I was in therapy for nine months and that was a big like monthly or not monthly, weekly. Like you go here and you talk about X, Y, and Z, or she gives you this homework and you try to fulfill this homework. And that was like a self-care that allowed me to kind of rediscover my own self-care you know what I mean so uh, there's a lot of different journeys to get to your optimal mental health and I can tell you I was not there (laughs) until I got there I struggled with anxiety and just imposter syndrome which, you know, as a professional of color, um, is very common. And recognizing that you even have imposter syndrome is sometimes hard because it's so normalized. Um, Amber, do you know what an imposter syndrome is? <laughs> uh, yeah, I live it every single day. So <laughs> I would, my definition of what I believe imposter syndrome is, mm-hmm. is when you're sitting in a room and um, you feel like you, even though you've been given power or tasks for a particular project, you feel the anxiety of not being able to live up to the standards of uh, meeting expectations of whatever you are uh, in charge of. But, but everyone in the room knows that you're highly capable and probably m- more you were going to exceed expectations. So it's just more about just getting out of your head. Um, I feel like it's imposter syndrome, but I always try to think of when I try to take on projects or just random things that I get involved in, if I feel comfortable about walking into it, then uh, it probably is not something I need to be doing. Like my current job right now, I took the job because it scared me it scared the crap out of me. And I knew that there was probably chances that it was going to be really hard and stuff I wasn't normally um, exposed to. Yeah. And I took it because I knew that it was going to make me grow. So So, I would say for anybody that has imposter syndrome out there, you're probably in a season or it will probably push you to grow. Yeah. And I think there's always uncertainty and change, right? Um, So I think, like that's a really good point that a lot of times change um, comes with that fear. And I think that also um, imposter syndrome is you being where you're supposed to be and then not even recognizing, not even validating yourself that you're supposed to be there. Because there's a lot of times that you'll walk into a room and people will think that you are not um, who you are because whatever their reasonings, it may be implicit bias, may it be 
previous experience but i think the biggest thing about imposter syndrome is one recognizing that you have it um as in um you always having anxiety about going to a meeting when you know you know what you're doing the other part of it is overthinking those decisions um which plays into you feeling like you may not have it so I think the hardest part about imposter syndrome is that it is normalized and that it looks a lot like a lot of other things. So um, I'm a big self-care advocate. So a lot of times you can realize and come out of um, imposter syndrome, one, by going to therapy, um, two, talking to your friends about, you know, these anxieties that you may have. Um, and number three, meditation, because once you sit alone with your thoughts, you have a little bit more of a focused energy to what you need to do. A lot of times anxiety comes from you overthinking, what if they think this, to what if I say this, or what if I choke, or what if I don't know what I'm talking about, you know? Um, I think self-care helps with the confidence to know that you belong there and you go in and then exceed and that's what we are looking for 2021 because 2020s 2020 was trash (laughs) it's kind of we ready for it to be done with we got two months left i mean but we can't trash 2020 because we trashed 2019 so 2021 could be when california splits off and new york has a monsoon of a hurricane you know she's gone a little bit too deep i don't know where she's going i'm just saying (laughs) i'm just saying do not count your blessings that's what i'm saying sure count your blessings and let's just leave it at that like let's not keep throwing these years under the bus because every time we do something worse happens the next one that's not necessarily true but i do think 2020 was trash Y2K, right? Everybody was like freaking out about 2000. And then 2001 happened. And so, and that's 9-11. So for me, you know, we can't throw these years away. We have to just roll with the punches, you know? I think that's your perspective. I'm over (laughs) with 2020. Okay. But I do think 2020 brought some some uh good uh things that came out of 2020 so you know being able to work from home and having the flexibility to be with your family you know if you like being at home with your family stimulus checks raging Uh, unemployment like honestly raging unemployment (laughs) (laughs) extra six hundred dollars a week i don't know but some people were making more unemployment than they were in their actual job sure but then also some people haven't had their job and they're broke and they're in the food line yeah sure so i mean you know like i said but that doesn't mean like that person couldn't have had some other things you know happen for them that were good so i just feel (laughs) (laughs) she's trying to be optimistic i'm i'm just like everybody else in the world let's get this month over with with and let's get this election over with let's just finish this year off with the last two holidays and start fresh yeah it's just uh, wild like two months they have christmas decorations in the store like where was i the other day well hobby lobby you know they like to start early every year but target we were in target like 
when was that saturday it's monday now so two days ago and it was just packed well okay okay not packed it was half halloween half christmas there was a little bit of sprinkle of thanksgiving or harvest in there too i barely saw any thanksgiving (laughs) it was halloween and christmas and to me that is just ridiculous because to me thanksgiving comes before christmas but in commerce that's not how it works yeah we live in a capitalistic society and i think you know i've been reading that businesses are a little bit nervous and scared right now that they're not going to be able to make their goals or have, you know, um, retail uh, sell as much as they usually do this year. So they're trying to get ahead of it. But I feel like if you're not an Amazon, I'm sure most, uh, uh, that's not true. Cause I think Target and Walmart are probably doing well, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm trying to save my coins as much as I can. Cause in Target, we were talking, we went to Target this weekend and I swear, every single time you go in there, I swear, you go in there for a pair of socks and you leave out there with $200 worth of stuff that you do not need. So I try, <laughs> try my hardest to try Target to get in there now. excellent marketing. Excellent. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, well, okay. So... We all know about Siri, like knowing your thoughts, right? And you'll you'll get on Instagram and have an ad, like you were talking about your girl about. You something. mean she's spying on you? Well, <laughs> basically, you allow when you read the terms and conditions of mm-hmm. Instagram and Siri and everything, you allow them that access. So just consider that first of all. So is it spying if you have permission? I don't know. The other part is <laughs> the other part is um, Target. Now, okay, so this is kind of spooky. So I'm sitting there and I needed to get batteries and then like some other random things. So I think I went down the random things aisle and I was like, dang, I should have grabbed a hand basket. So I went and grabbed a hand basket. Guess what was above the hand baskets? Batteries. And, <laughs> and they only had the one pack of the specific batteries that I need because my car fob um like those round ones that are kind of weird they had one of the ones that I needed um (laughs) right there right next to the hand basket it was very coincidental but also is it a coincidence if they make this happen so (laughs) target knows what they're doing um so yeah yeah it's a, it's <laughs> wild. So um, we'll go on to our next part of our podcast. We usually have a listener letter, um, but since we are, I'm going to get a listener letter for next week. I might have to bribe one of my family or friends for a listener letter, but uh, we'll move on to an interview. So last week we kind of did um really was supposed to be more focused towards me but I feel like Taylor and I both collaborated on you guys getting to know us a little bit better and so um we're gonna try to focus on Taylor a little bit more but there might be a little bit of gems about me too so 
Taylor, um, outside of like your schooling and stuff we talked about last week, what would you say is kind of the biggest learning lesson that you've learned this year um, since you've graduated? You've been almost done. It'll be six months in December. Mm-hmm. So what would you say if you could, could tell yourself? First of all, we have two months till December, <laughs> so don't play me. Um, the other part, um, you know, I learned this in school, though, but it, it has only been further perpetuated outside of school. Um, you can have whatever plan that you want, um, but you never know what it's going to look like. And sometimes you just take opportunities that are in front of you because they're there. Um, I'm very picky about like the opportunities that I'll take because I know what it is to be unhappy doing something that you are doing. Um, and then the other part of that is just like my... I guess, high self-value, I guess, in the sense of I, I'm not in, I can be entitled, but most of it comes from me knowing, like, I went to a good university and graduated, like, okay, like, I wasn't a, you know, valedictorian or anything or summa cum laude or whatever, but I tried my best. I had a lot of valuable experience while I was in college, so, um, coming out of college, you know, I thought I knew what I wanted to do, got a job doing something aligned with what I wanted to do, realized it wasn't as aligned um, as I wanted it to be. So, and what was um, that in particular? So I was a personal training counselor at a gym, a corporate gym. I'm not going to mention the name of the gym. And um, basically it was a heavy sales job. Now, I do not like sales. <laughs> like, I'm the type of person, like, hey, you want this? No. Okay, you're right. You know what you need. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, you know you want this because this and that and, you know, try to bribe somebody into something. I'm not that person. I wouldn't say sales is bribing. I would say influence. Well, my experience with it was bribing. Understood. Um, like, like it, it, it just wasn't, wasn't the ethical sense that I like, and it, it just felt very forced. And not every sales job is this way, true. Um, because sometimes you sell some some people stuff they really do need. Um, and I mean, everybody can use a personal trainer, however, um. I'm not going to convince someone that they need a personal trainer because, like, fitness is so personal to people um, and everything like that. And the only reason why I took this job was because I really love performance um, and athletic performance. And it turned out that it was not a lo- <laughs> anything that I wanted it to be. We're talking everyday people, not athletes, um, which is the clientele that I was used to working with highly motivated individuals like I don't there are a few athletes that aren't independently motivated but in one way or another whether it's scholarship or um, wanting to be good at what they do the love of the sport there's something to motivate them to do it um, versus fitness I, I don't want to I I can't with a good conscience have somebody do something that they're not going to succeed at, Mm. you know? 
Um, so that, that was my experience of coming out of college and thinking I wasn't even excited to take the job. If you remember, like, when I got the job, I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Like, when I even interviewed for the job, I was like, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, that'll be fine. Like, either way was fine with me. That wasn't a good sign. Um, and then when I got there, I was even more ambivalent. So I really didn't even care to be there, you know. Um, so, you know, just because it seems like it might be what you want it to be doesn't mean it is and if I would have stayed in that job I wouldn't have met someone now who I actually enjoy and can call my friend so I understand the big overall lesson is you can think you know what you want um and sometimes it's hard to get there understood okay okay so what is the most exciting thing oh actually you know what let's let's liven up the uh the room the talk and stuff like that and throw in a little interesting question you don't have to answer this if you don't want to (laughs) okay but uh in the last episode you had mentioned how dating was going wrong so (laughs) okay now i see where we're going (laughs) So we talked. We we know about your career. We talked about school and different things like that, and uh, and work. So now going into the dating life, what would you say is and and what would be your perfect your perfect person? What would they so, embody? Okay, um, they would embody like something physical that I can say would be Trevor Noah. I'm actually very <laughs> in love with Trevor Noah. Or the weekend. The weekend. Yeah, that was you know. The weekend, both of them, pretty interesting to me. Um, I love Trevor Noah because he's real. So, okay, this is getting into the characteristics of people. So, I need someone real, someone funny, but also like down to earth and aware of what's going on. Um, I also want someone who is intelligent and um, experienced. Okay. Um, so I, I get those vibes from Trevor Noah. I don't know him, um, but it is a goal to know him. Um, <laughs> so if y'all see, if y'all have some free tickets out there to the Trevor Noah show, or if y'all personally know Trevor Noah, Taylor would be your biggest, the, she's the biggest fan. But I play it cool. Like, I'm not a groupie. Like, I'm not doing all that. Like, I would just be like, hey, we should get dinner sometime. I'm pretty cool. You seem cool. Like, this can happen. Um, So I really enjoy Trevor Noah. Now, The weekend. what I like about him is that he's different. So marrying these two together are going to be really interesting because, you know, The weekend can be pretty dark. Just like Mm -hmm. I kind of live for the darkness. Like, when I'm sad, I, like, to listen to sad music. (laughs) Um, like honestly but it feels so good like (laughs) it's bad it's so bad but I think he can understand that um and I think the other thing about him is I love foreign black men like okay so Trevor Noah's foreign and black and I well he's mixed but um 
He's foreign and black, and so is um, The Weeknd, or Abel Tesafé. And oh, where's The Weeknd from? So he's Ethiopian. Interesting. Um, I believe his mother is Ethiopian, but I'm not sure. So is Which, he from here? He's from Canada. So he's Canadian and Ethiopian. So he's not an American. Like, he is Canadian. Um, his residence is in Toronto. No, Montreal. He speaks uh, French. Now, now I know why you want to go out there. He's, well, <laughs> I want to go to Ontario is where oh, I'm trying so, to go. I said Toronto at first, but Ontario actually has, like, the scenery and the ice mountains that I want to go to. Mm. Um, but Montreal, I do want to go to. Um, I'm pretty sure I won't see him out and about though, because <laughs> you know you never COVID. know we're in COVID. But the other part is, I found out this week I'm probably not even going to be able to go to Canada because Canada's not letting anyone but Canadian residents come in. Yeah, a lot of countries are not letting Americans out of our country. I think Mexico is the only place you can really go right now. Well, I understand. I just. <laughs> This that is something that is very like dampening. Now, COVID gave me a job though. Like I think that's why I'm kind of thankful to it. Sorry, I'm jumping off my man. I will come back to it because I actually have a story. But I'm a COVID tester, so I'm a clinical diagnostics technologist, um, and I work on a COVID testing project so i get mm-hmm. tested whenever i want which is great um because i do have a tinge of um hypochondria just a little bit but i don't let what? other people know that about you oh i battle you don't my be battles. acting like it you don't be acting like it i battle my battles by myself and then i also <laughs> am very emotionally intelligent so I'm not going to tell you that I'm worried that I have COVID. <laughs> you should because, tell me. I live in my house. Okay. See, but if I tell her that I'm worried that I have COVID, she will treat me that I have COVID. Of and course. <laughs> and then she will kick me out. And she's lying. She's lying. And she you won't kick you know me what? out, but she you will know. throw some water and granola bars at my door. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to stop right here because we're going to go. We're going to tell y'all a little bit. No. Oh, sorry. Yes, I we don't are. think we need Yes, we are, because she's trying to make it seem like I, I'm crazy. So, I was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. No, we'll, we'll give them the short version, but Taylor... Uh, there was someone at the at her job that um, had COVID, and so they were testing everyone to make sure. And, and and after every all the testing and stuff, they found out that you know it was um, the lab or that particular area was contaminated. But at the time, she called us crying and said that she thought she, well that she had tested positive. So to make a long story short, without having to rehash uh, old feelings. We treated her as she was uh, a person that had coronavirus, and we also acted like we had coronavirus, which I feel is the most responsible thing. So if she feels like she's scared to have coronavirus, Taylor is not moving and shaking like she's scared to have coronavirus. She's moving and shaking like a Gen Xer. That's what she's moving and shaking like. Going to bars, restaurants. She might be having her mask on and stuff, but don't don't be fooled that she's chilling at the crib, Here's watching the Netflix and staying at home. She hanging with her friends. I I have went to 
two breweries where you had to be in your table. You literally just went to dinner this weekend. That was a brewery at a table. You're still surrounded with people. Well, everybody's social distance. (laughs) Which, as a scientist, like, I know that social distancing is the best that we can do right now if people still do want to live their lives like I. But... Taylor's funny because... I remember when COVID was first breaking into this country. I said that only old fat people were dying Jesus from it. Christ. And I I take Let's that back. Obese. I'm sorry. <laughs> obese people. And I I sorry I can be politically incorrect from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Nancy Pelosi. What does they say? He's morbidly obese. <laughs> Was it Nancy Pelosi who yeah, said that about not Trump? Even going to politics. Anyways, so yeah, let's keep our audience here. That's what so. the doctors say. Anyways, <laughs> um, so basically, um, yes, I was I was being out here like that, but I the thing was is I was getting a lot of conflicting news and so i was still i was in finals week so i had professors up here telling me i'm not having this final online so um because your chances of getting it are like less than one percent and only old people are getting it and dying from it and um or if you already have a comorbidity which means that you already have a pre-existing health um a health condition so what uh, me and amber were debating about was if being obese was a um clinical condition which it actually is um but you know these are she's trying to make it she should just say i was wrong i didn't have all the i do know that i was wrong and i also know people a, a good amount of people who had it who are my age who are now fine not saying that i'm okay with getting it because i do have a nephew and amber and nick and we know amber gets sick at the blow of a wind so i don't want to i feel like i've already had covid i was deadly sick this march yeah no, which i was like it was bad even though throw up is not a symptom it can be a nausea and um diarrhea can be yeah. for a whole week yeah, um, but you went to the doctor and then they tell you you had influenza A, which is a really bad flu, but like... They weren't, so they refused to test me for COVID because back in March, they were only testing old people. Yeah, but you got tested for the flu. Sure. And they said you had the flu. I could have had COVID. I'm sure you can probably have both. We'll find out this this fall, this winter. See, okay, yes, it is possible to have two, like, viruses at the same time knocking it out, right? Duking it out in your system. However, were you even coughing, though? Yeah. I was coughing. I was throwing up. Could you breathe? No. Did you smell anything? I could taste and smell. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have That's one of the most common symptoms of COVID, though. But not everybody has it. I would say 85% of people who have COVID. All I'm trying to say is we 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 just, we can go there. We can go there, but we're not. 
we're going to come here to this side. We're going to the other side of the spectrum and go back to my man. So what would you, so the, okay. So your perfect man would be funny. Uh, he has to be uh, foreign with the, or an accent. I didn't say has to, but ideally. Okay. He has to have money and he has oh. to be experienced. Yes. I do like to be treated as a princess. Like, I understand that I, I have a passion of what I want to do. And I never, like, need a man to be a sole provider. However, I really enjoy, like, just being, like, I don't know. Maybe I was just raised in a way where I got what I wanted <laughs> a lot of the time as so being spoiled. Like, yeah I and I I don't think there's anything wrong with me being spoiled and that brings me to since Amber wants to talk about me going to bars um I went to a brewery and I met this man and he was just like you know, I just wanted to buy you a drink because you're beautiful. And that's the type of energy that I'm going for. He, like, didn't ask me for my number, didn't ask me, like, too many questions. I'm like, are you married? And just wanted to buy me three. But, <laughs> but um, you know, I ended up connecting with him. And he has an accent, but it, he's Southern. <laughs> So, so I, I guess, guess southern, southern accents will do it too. Maybe just any accent. Maybe just. I don't know. If you sound different than Taylor, you have an accent. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but no, people have told me I have an accent, which I don't think I do. I feel like you talk a little bit like a Valley Girl sometimes. <laughs> That's about it. If no. you want to call that an accent. And okay, well, I I've been told my whole life that I don't sound black but there's no th so we that's for another episode we don't even have to go I I've been told that too so I understand I'm just proud kind of like I don't know why but my supervisor said she knew I was going to be black when she hired me from my voice which is <laughs> yeah because we didn't do a like video conference we just did a voice call and she was just like the fact that your supervisor said that she she's an overshare but um i didn't say that here um, <laughs> i won't be telling her i have this podcast <laughs> but really, i i one thing i will say about her supervisor is she said that she likes her so just in case your supervisor does pull up this one day you do enjoy being i do like my supervisor she's very chill i think she's very uh, intelligent i like as far as her accolades because yeah she's done a lot in her life and she's also very um just like real with us and i think that's mm -hmm. what makes a good supervisor manager anyone who's kind of in a higher position is don't treat your I don't know, your, um, your, subdoms, your subordinates <laughs> <laughs> as if they are subordinates in the sense that they are not like intelligent human beings on their own. Um, I think that's important. And that's something I actually, as a supervisor at a cafe, I got in trouble for. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess share that for a different day. You know, I, I can be kind of witty. And I guess people felt that I was, was abusing. 
the word that they used was condescending. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that? That is not okay. But I guess the biggest thing is like I was younger than some of the employees who I was in charge of, but at the same time, you know, you get in trouble for things, and they wanted to take shortcuts. So that's that's that. So we'll just leave that there. <laughs> Um, so I guess my next question, unless you had more. No, no. So, okay. Another fun Ooh, question. Go I'm ahead. sorry, I just thought of something. Yeah, go ahead. I like alpha males. Like, because mm. I, I call myself an alpha female. <laughs> and so I think I need an alpha male to channel that energy. Okay. So you need somebody, never mind, I'm not going to make that comment. I was going to say something. I'll oh, give gosh. it to myself. I need somebody who can, yes, yes put, put me in my place if that's, that's what you're going to I was going to say something a little bit more descriptive, oh. but I will um, keep it to yeah, myself. keep it to yourself. But <laughs> I, I mean, when I say put me in place, like oh, domestic violence is never Yeah, okay. never I was okay. going to say slappy so, around a little bit, but that's, but that's like, it, it's like it's funny because like you don't way. yeah you yeah. don't think that I'm like obviously I don't want anybody to slap you around but <laughs> I, like it's more out of like just but I understand that there are women out there and men that who get slapped like, around yeah, yeah that yeah, really get slapped around and yeah I don't want anybody to think that that's acceptable no I definitely don't uh, like not that but alpha male in the sense that like when we go into a room like I have no frets about things you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but I feel like it I feel like, like when it comes, comes to an alpha male you could still be an alpha male but be a quieter alpha male I've met two different yes. types of alpha males one that's like you know they're an alpha male because you can't touch your door you can't pull out a chair you can't order for yourself you can't sit next to the door mm-hmm. all these different like rules and stuff and then I've met alpha males that are quiet that their quietness is enough that you know they're in the room so what's interesting is even within categories of alpha beta omega gamma um males and females and genders so you know it is very bring that on because he said he was a what male I don't know. I know dad is a beta. And, but the thing is, there, the thing about it is there are different classes of them. So there's like low value alphas. So what this means is they absorb their dominance in a way that's destructive and not adding value to whoever their feminine energy is interesting so i i've been listening to the podcast which um you know it's called keeping it feminine and she's very subjective to me in the sense that um i do not believe in everything she says but i like when she breaks down the different females and male categories so and taylor has picked up a new name for for men that are not good called little dusties. <laughs> yes, she calls them little dusties. Oh, that's and, just hilarious. And me. I'm like, that is not, you know, nice. Uh, <laughs> but I understand who she's talking about because trust me, I've had plenty of dusties. Um, so, yeah. I haven't had any. My husband is amazing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Well, your husband's amazing, but you had Dusty. Let's, let's be real. I Amber. I'm just kidding. I know middle school Amber. Jesus. I wouldn't date anybody that I dated in middle school. Well, yeah, but you dated them, so you've dated Crusties. I wouldn't say everybody I dated in middle school is a crusty. Not everyone, no, but you've dated some. Come on, own up to it. Sure. <laughs> Fine. And I've also dated some amazing men that yeah. were not for me. I, and they were for other women. I share that sentiment. Yeah. Um, just because someone's, a, that's something that just really, I get into a debate with my coworker about. Because just because someone's a good man does not mean that they are for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or if just because this woman's a good woman does not mean she's for you. You know, I... I've really channeled that with my job, or <laughs> with my job. Um, I'm not dating anyone at my job, but I've really channeled that in my dating life, so. In my job, like, in my job, like, just because it's a good job doesn't mean it's for me either, so. Okay. Anyways. So. Next question. Next question is, and the last question is, what is your ideal candlelight dinner Mm. so what do you what are you eating what are you drinking are you trying to get somebody on or something no Uh, (laughs) i'm just asking well i was gonna ask a question like what's your favorite wine but like who cares about that like so i just wanted to be a little bit more descriptive set the mood so i really would love if somebody took me to like a fancy place but kind of like perch um in la if you don't know that place it's a fancy place but it's also um like trendy it's a trendy fancy place um and i think they have fusion food i've never actually been to there um i've been to nobu many times and i really like nobu but you don't go there when you're hungry anyways um somewhere with like just flavors that are just delicious and you've never tasted before i really like trying new experiences so what i liked about nobu i didn't like the fact that their plates were so small but what i liked about it where they were taste of things that you will never taste again like there was this fruit that was a japanese origin that i don't even remember it's just like small and green and it was so good and never had it again um their fish even the like uzu or something sauce that they would do had a certain fusion that you would never taste again and their season their menus are seasonal so on this date you know i would love to just have this is an ideal date this doesn't have to be a first date but like (laughs) just like flavors that i haven't tasted before like new spins on things that I've had or something like that. And in my glass, I would start out with maybe a Riesling or a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, both of those are pretty, well, you can find a dry Riesling, but those are the, the whites that I like, the white wines that I like. Um, and then I would end with a Cabernet. 
and there would be like some new R&B music that's like really soft. I love Sabrina Claudio and um, who else did I listen to? Um, I like Ray Black, but she's not really soft. Um, some Erica Badu or even like just some soft Jill Scott in the background or okay something. okay so I, I really like it'd be very warm and low lit okay okay so it'd be very romantic okay and then it could be in a restaurant setting but like maybe two other couples far in the distance <laughs> okay yeah just because I really like personal time Okay. Um, and sometimes at restaurants, I like to eavesdrop. So <laughs> other couples like, next to me. Honestly, I love <laughs> I love people watching and eavesdropping. To be honest, so um, yeah, I like if it's this is the date and he's taking me here, he can have all of my attention. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. That is a little bit about Taylor. <laughs> well, probably, like, obviously, the last episode, we talked about family. We talked about a whole bunch of different things. But kind of we kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit more about us. So hopefully uh, Taylor can get this candlelight dinner date that she's talking about. This is like a three-month date. This is like a Valentine's Day date. I don't like to do all this like all the time. Like, I'm okay watching Netflix in your house. That's fine. Too. <laughs> so, for all the individuals that are out there that are looking to, uh, that that are looking to date, Taylor is available. <laughs> <laughs> and Amber has a lovely husband and a son. Which is a good life too. Yeah. Yeah. Is it I feel like when you get to the point like I feel like uh we can talk about that in a whole different other episode. But when it comes to like marriage and it's okay if you don't want to have be married and it's okay if you don't want to have kids. Yeah. I feel like those are choices. And yeah. I feel like you you and your significant other should always be on the same page. That's why I think it should be like a first or second date type of conversation. Personally, like in the sense, just like personally, and I, this is my own opinion, I wouldn't date an atheist person. Like I can date somebody who has a religion that's different than mine, but I couldn't date atheists because that is just a conversation that I will never win. You know what I mean? Like it's just especially the age that I date I like men in their 30s so they're kind of more set in their ways um it's just not ideal for me um but uh I think you know talking a hint of religion not everything about it and also like would you ever want to have kids because what happens when you're emotions get involved with this person and they tell you that they never want to have kids and they actually either got a vasectomy or a hysterectomy so they couldn't ever have kids and like but that's serious you know what I mean like there's some people who dang near might as well have had done those operations because they're that set on never having kids yeah I, yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with you. I don't know. I feel like um, every 
every situation is different depending on how you're scoping out the conversation. Yeah. Some you tend to, so like with my husband and I, we were friends. He had a girlfriend. I uh, had just got out of a relationship at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So this was no, not a romantic type of situation. We had just crossed and we went to Starbucks. What crossed what? Um, sorry. Um, we had just crossed our fraternities and sororities. So my husband's a Sigma and I'm a Delta. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just went to, we crossed in the same sem- semester. So we're both we call it the term SANS um, when you cross in the same semester at our school. And so um, we just went there to catch up. That was it. Like we just to talk to each other, not romantic, but we sat there for like three or four hours in a snowstorm and just talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I, I think it just depends on, uh, but there's also been times that I've dated people and I like the first conversation is just so like generic that I'm like, okay, I, I wouldn't want to tell this person anything about myself. So, yeah, that's true. I think, you know, that initial chemistry does tell yeah. you a lot. Like, you can't be over here being like, oh, well, the weather is, you know, a little cold outside and be like, so do you want to have kids? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that is not ideal. <laughs> Um, and Taylor is not a crazy lady. She is very, very palatable. So um, I'll just leave that there. Absolutely. So um, we are going to wrap this up because we are probably into a good, I don't know, maybe a good hour of our show. So um, usually every episode we like to leave you guys with two things. Um, the first thing is Taylor always gives us a tip yeah so last week self-care was more about investing in yourself Mm -hmm. so taylor what's this week's self-care this week is drink your dang water (laughs) water is so important not only as like in the summer you know you'll have a lot of people talking about drinking their water and minding their business However, However, in the winter, you need to keep that same energy because that is going to help you. you If you do get sick, it'll help help you fight off um, those ickies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to, like, name anything. You guys, I feel like when you hear this episode, go to our Instagram and just in the comments section, write ickies in there. All the ickies. We don't want no bacteria, viruses, coronavirus. Sorry. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that water can help with. Weight loss, skin, um, mood, energy. Like, drinking your water is so important. And I think um, not only getting back into the gym. I took more days off last week than usual. I went four instead of five because I just, I could not, um, I did not feel well, and so, um, when I went on Sunday Cycle, um, I was talking to, she's my life coach and my spin instructor, and she was just like, if you don't drink half a gallon of water today, like, I'm literally going to kick your butt, and so, I drank a lot of water, and I woke up feeling a lot better, um, not, 
to say that time and um, actually putting your body in motion may help with those things too. Mm -hmm. Um, A body in motion stays in motion. Just remember that. Um, That is the mantra of life. Um, So, you know, drink your water and protect your magic. Drink your water and protect your magic. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So what's the quote of the day, Miss Amber Sheree? <laughs> so last week, our um, our grind thought of the week was more around intention mm-hmm. and making sure that whatever you're doing, you do it with intention. And so this week, um, I was... I listened to church services on Sunday just as a, I guess, a form of self-care, but just more on a spiritual level. Um, And so during the sermon, there was a quote that this lady had, uh, that the pastor, not this lady, let me, let me get her title right, put some respect Mm -hmm. on her name. Um, So her, she had mentioned in her sermon, um, you cannot correct what you will not confront. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so powerful. Um, and you can use it in all different aspects of your life. But as you are grinding, you're focusing on being a mom, a wife, a single person, just an individual. You don't have to have uh, you know, any particular title. But with everything that you're doing, when it comes to if you're in your waiting season, so I'm about to be going into a uh, waiting season because I'm about to go on a fitness journey and um, a journey for self-care and I have a couple of my business and different things that are going on and are about to ramp up. So confronting your, I feel like it's, it's important for you to um, correct any things that you're currently doing, any bad habits. Um, any bad thoughts, any um, perceptions, just different things as we're dying down the year to kind of get ready to um, think about correcting those uh, things in your life that you're not necessarily too happy about. And the only way that you can correct them is if you learn how to confront them and take them head on. So if you have an issue at work with a project that's really hard or if you're dealing with something, you know, someone in your relationship where, you know, whether it's a friendship, family, or, you know, romantic, and, you know, you have to have a, a, a hard talk, or if you just have to make a tough decision about, you know, how, you, how you're spending your money this week, you know, or what have you, just make sure that you're, you're confronting that, that decision head on, and that you're making sure if it's not where you want it to be, you're correcting it. So, that's that's the mantra that I'm gonna live by this this week. So, all right, y'all. Thanks. Well, we will see y'all I next just week. Add something oh, right. okay, my bad. So, one thing that you can do to help yourself, and I'm ever forever plugging it. If you're even thinking about therapy, just go. <laughs> just go. Your life will be changed. You know, you'd be spending that money on clothes and out to eat food. You could spend that money on something that actually is going to help you confront what you need to. Um, so, that that's just my plug. Okay. 
Well, all right, y'all. We about to get off of here. And we'll talk to you guys next week. So I'm Amber Sheree. And this is Taylor Bree. And we are the Inner Circle. Um, please, if you have a listener letter uh, or if you have a question, any feedback or anything like that, um, please send it to um, Inner Circle underscore podcast gals, G-A-L-S at gmail.com. And then also please follow us on Instagram at inner circle underscore inner circle spelled I-N-N-E-R, not enter like I-N-T-E-R, but inner I-N-N-N. Okay. Right, I probably hit too many Oh my God. <laughs> Her husband says she can't spell and I'm starting to believe it. <laughs> it's late y'all. So inner circle underscore pod gals. Um, on Instagram and then also where however you are listening to our podcast make sure you subscribe and like like us yes, so that, you like us <laughs> so other individuals can to take can take part in this experience yeah. so that's all we got y'all well thanks for joining us and y'all have an amazing week